the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, president of Max Out Savings Advisors and host of the Max Out Savings Show. Ed, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to be we got actually we're going to be talking about common 401k mistakes today. Uh, the, the abysmal job numbers that came out and what's this mean for the economy and the markets and also oil prices. We got a lot of changes coming up in oil prices, and, and so that that is starting to really affect. Uh, some of the things where some of the uh, uh, that's affecting oil prices in Houston. So we want to talk about that. But but this is a live show, as always, actually almost always. And uh, so we can take your calls if you have any questions or comments. Uh, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 right here on the Max Out Saving Show. And I, I, I wanted to sit there and, and talk uh, a little bit. We, we were sending out our, our new Max Out Savings Report this week on common 401k mistakes, and I wanted to, to cover some more sectors in this. Uh, as we've talked about, the 401k program is is the is the biggest wealth generator in the country. Uh, it creates. I think the, I think the 401k program creates more millionaires than almost anything out there. In and, and and what you're seeing happening is. Is 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 there, a lot of people are talking about? Well, that's not the best place to to put money. Put money in an annuity instead, or, or, or <coughs> put my, do this. Uh, the four hundred one k plans are still phenomenally good because you put your money away paycheck. It's paycheck based savings, which means you're saving at the rate you're earning. Which means it's a good it it it, it, it lines up your savings rate aligns up with your spending in and and so that's the proper uh, savings program and we want everyone to be saving 10% but but every time you put $100 into your 401k plan you're getting a $100 tax deduction out there and there's very few tax deductions left in in, in the world and 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 when you get in your 50s particularly you really want to ramp up that savings rate and, and uh, a couple things most people are behind in their savings now's the time to do it. this is the other thing a lot of people forget about typically when you get in your 50s your kids are, are are have left the house so you don't have any tax deductions and so by increasing your savings in your 401k plan you're increasing your tax deductions and so so what we're looking at is is it, when, once the money starts coming in the program uh, you know, there, there's a number of mistakes you can make, and one of them I really wanted to cover today was, uh, well, we, we, we touch base on, on some of the 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 failure to have a, a risk plan or to have some type of plan in place uh, to to manage risk, and 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 oftentimes we see. Uh, employees who put too much of the company's stock in their plan or they'll overweight any one particular industry. We've talked a lot about this in Houston. There's two big industries that people tend to weigh overweight uh, in their 401k plans based on where where they're working. One of them is the electronics industry, technology industry, because they all know the tech sector. So they try to get tech stocks and they own a bunch of their own company and then when the when the when the tech sector blows up like it did in 1999 it wipes out their plan and and and, and it's a mistake uh, you know for all the talk about uh, about the 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 the, the uh different stocks that were uh that blew up that never came back in uh 3com there was all these little tech stocks that had multi billion dollar valuations that went to zero I, I tell you the stock that probably blew up more people and destroyed more wealth 
in that time frame was probably Lucent. And, and the reason is, is people figured Lucent, it's part of the telephone company, it's real conservative, they can put a lot of money in it. And so that's something you have to remember is – is 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 you can also lose money in in high quality stocks and, and so the same thing can be said in the oil industry. People tend to sit there and and overweight the sector and understand that uh, if if as we talked a lot about this, if you're in Exxon, if you're in Chevron, if you're in Schlumberger, and if you're in Apache, and then uh, you know some small company. Uh, Sanchez Energy or whatever, they're basically all in the same business. And, and so when they all go down, up or down, they're all going to typically go up and down the same. Now, with some good stock picking, you can beat the markets. But but understand, once a big trend starts moving in one direction, you know, it's like a huge wave and, and the wave takes everything with it. And so, so overweighting in one industry in your 401k plan, take a look at it and see what percentage you're in and add up all the energy stocks or Whatever, and make sure you're not overweighted. We typically say no more than twenty percent in in any one sector. Uh, I, I'm sorry, in in the company stock, and uh, the uh, you know, and, and that's a little higher than some people. But but we 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 a lot of people just like to work for their company, and they and they're willing to take a little bit more risk with the company. And I understand that, and and. There's nothing wrong if if your weighting is way above that and the stock is skyrocketed to cut it back some, cut it back, uh, and pull some money off the table and 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 diversify. But but that's one of the real keys here. Remember the lesson from Enron, and is that you know every there was a lot of people that really thought Enron was a good company and and they just didn't understand. Uh, that that it was really built on a financing company, and, and, and the same thing can happen anywhere. So understand your risk and manage your risk, and also manage risk uh, in the market. Uh, the market right now is is high, and so I, I, the other thing is failure to rebalance your plan and understand that uh, there was a recent study by a major brokerage firm that found that 85% of the participants failed to make any changes or rebalance their plans on an annual basis, which is just, just amazing. So I think a mistake a lot of people make is, is they tend to mess a certain percentage trade back and forth too much with their plan. But a lot of people just don't do anything. And I I think it's really a a kind of a middle ground where at least quarterly or once or twice a year you rebalance and and, and work your plan. And and so it's important to understand where you are in your plan and to manage risk. In this world today, uh, we have a stock market near record high levels. Uh, We have an an economy that that is – materially starting to slow down. We live in a world of deflation. Numerous economies around the world are slowing down. Uh, the Federal Reserve has the lowest rates in history. Uh, if things were so great, the interest rates wouldn't be at zero now, would they? And, and it's important to understand that we live in, 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 a, in a world unlike we've ever seen. Uh, and, and there's a lot of risk. There's a tremendous amount of risk. And unless you, unless you move to manage that risk, you're going to be in trouble. And when this market goes down, they're not going to get to, they're not going to turn on a switch that says get out of the market. It's going to go down, and when it happens, it's going to be pretty quick. And then you're going to wait, and then it's going to go down a little more. And you're going to wait, and it's going to go down a little more. And so understand, you have to act proactively ahead of time. So manage your risk in your 401k plan. It doesn't mean selling everything all at once. It means simply working and understanding where you are in your system. If you're concerned about the market, raise some cash. I, and it doesn't. Uh, the biggest mistake I tell people is going, raise, selling everything in your plan, or buy or, or putting it all to work because it starts to be too big of a decision. And and whereas if you if you move in smaller increments, typically these people can make better decisions in their 401k plan. So something to think about there. Now. Uh, I wanted to also talk about the, you know, trying to be, uh, you know, investing in the latest fad mutual funds. That's another common 401k mistake. And by the way, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call here, 713-339-1070. I'd like to take your phone call, 713-339-1070. The latest fad of mutual funds or latest hot sector, look, the hottest sector out there right now is probably biotechnology. 
Everyone loves the sector. It's red hot. Uh, it, it, the, the great thing about biotechnology is you have all these companies working on all these drugs. Well, you don't really know if the drug's going to work or not. So it, it, it's, it's kind of the perfect time because you have all these companies, they're in stage one or stage two trials, and, and it's all looking sort of good. And they're all, so all of them are going to become $20 billion companies. Well, they're not all going to become $20 billion companies. And right now, people are putting too much uh, belief in the fact that these drugs are all going to work. If all these drugs work, you're going to see drug prices skyrocket. You're going to see the government come in and uh, for, uh, drug pharmacy management companies come in and start cutting the prices they're not going to they're not going to sit there and end up giving uh, a, a a tremendous amount of uh they're not going to you're not going to see a tremendous amount of uh of drugs come on the market at high prices it where they end up taking up 25 or 30 percent or 40 50 60 percent of 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 healthcare spending it's just simply not going to happen and and so this is something that we want to continue to watch out for and understand so i look i think biotechnology has had its run it's probably over uh we've we've had a big run with the with the oils. Now, you know, we've seen the drop in oil prices, uh, and we're going to be discussing that later in the show. There's a lot happening in the oil business, and there's a lot of happening elsewhere right now. And, and, I, and I, I think you, I think we're right in the middle of, and we, we've written about this in our Max Out Savings Report as well, of, of, of huge fundamental change coming up on these markets. Uh, in, in, and so understand that things are changing and have a plan in place, have a defensive plan. So, those are a couple things uh, with your 401k plan uh, as well, uh, what to do with it. Uh, here, here's a, uh, another thing. If, if you're leaving the company, if you're coming up in retirement or you're switching jobs, you, there, there's five things you can do with a 401k plan at that point in time. You can, you can keep leave the plan there at the old company, which a lot of people do. And they'll have one or two, three plans. We've seen up to four plans scattered out around that that are, that are just sort of uh, lying there. They're typically not even being managed anymore. They're just sort of sitting there. Uh, you can move it to your new company. And in some cases, we'll let you transfer the plan. Others won't. You can annuitize it at retirement, which is just collect an income stream, which is generally not the best best thing to do uh, because we're just not big fans of annuities. You can cash out and take a check. Look, a lot of people, if they lose their job, they panic, they cash out their, their, their 401k plan. <coughs> if you lose your job, immediately the first thing you do is you cut your expenses down. It's tight as the, uh, to the bone, so to speak. And then you, 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 know, you start looking for a job. The 401k plan is the last money you take out. That's your emergency money you really want to take out before then. So if you take money out of your 401k plan, you're going to have to pay income taxes on it, plus you're going to have a 10% penalty on it. And that's just not a good way to go. And so you're going to be stuck with big tax problems down the way. And and so the last amount of money you can take out of your plan, if you, if, if you get laid off, cut those expenses immediately, and then you can work with the rest over, over time. Uh, then, or you can also roll it over into an IRA rollover. And this is typically the best way to go is, is collect, roll it over. You can roll it over to someone like we, we use at, uh, at Max Out Savings Advisors, we use TD Ameritrade. Uh, you can sit there and roll it over into a plan uh, with, with someone like us to manage it for you. And typically when that happens, it's a good time to collect all your old 401k plans, put them in one place and get them managed. If you roll it over, you're not going to pay any taxes on it and, and your 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 uh, retirement plan continues to grow over time. You're not damaging your retirement plan. Now, do we have time to take a call? Or Okay, we'll, we'll get the call here after the break here. We're coming up here on a quick break. In the, but the, remember, the last thing you want to do is cash that money out. So if, if something happens, if you're coming up in retirement or if you're laid off, you're leaving your job, make sure you protect your 401k program. And, and, and so the best thing to do is generally roll it over, check with your new company plan. Some people will do that. But if you need some help on this stuff, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, we're coming up here on a quick break. A couple things. If you want the fr- a copy of the free report on common 401k mistakes, th- look, this is a once-a-month report. Uh Talking about savings, investments, market outlooks, all types of stuff, tax changes. It's called the Max Out Savings Report. 
I send this out once a month to help you out. All you need to do is go to maxoutsavings.com. That's M-A-X-O-U-T savings.com and sign up for the free report. You can also, if you need help with your 401k plan, you're coming up in retirement, go to the website and you can sign up uh, for a free portfolio review. And I'll sit down with you and show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors using our our value investing approach. Now, we're coming up in a quick break and be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's solid advice from Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors, and he shares it with you every Saturday when the Max Out Savings Show airs at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Ted's method calculates risk as well as return to actively manage your investments in today's changing markets. Max Out Savings Advisors uses a finely tuned value analysis strategy designed to manage and mitigate risk to prepare and escort you through retirement. Listen to the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka Saturdays at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. America's police officers are under siege like never before. Do you stand with the police? Hi, this is Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me in supporting America's law enforcement community. Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund, provides assistance to the the families of police officers killed in the line of duty. We've raised over a million dollars and helped hundreds of hero cop families. The time to stand for law enforcement is now. Won't you help? To make a donation that will directly benefit police officer families, just go to gallaghersarmy.org or call 888-99-I-GIVE. That's gallaghersarmy.org or call 888-99-I-GIVE. Online, see how you can receive a personally autographed copy of the delicious cookbook Mr. and Mrs. Sunday's Suppers by Lorraine Wallace, wife of Fox News Sunday host Chris Wallace, personally autographed by both Lorraine and Chris. For details, go to gallaghersarmy.org. Let's stand with the police and their brave families because cops' lives matter. Go to gallaghersarmy.org or call 888-99-I-GIVE. And thank you. When you go to work in the morning, you have plenty of choices. However, only one morning show can inform and entertain you at the same time. It's the Sam Malone Show. We take issues seriously and try to put a smile on your face, too. Along with J.P. Pritchard, Chuck Tiller, and Tom Fontaine, Sam Malone covers everything from local to national news, talking with key newsmakers, getting to the truth, and letting you know what's really happening. The Sam Malone Show, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Kathy did. Hello, Kathy. Hey, Ted. I was wondering how you think, uh, what you think about the 200-day moving average against the S&P 500 and whether you think that's a reliable predictor of ups and downs. You know, I, I tell you what, I, I think it is, and uh and I think this is something that you want to watch. We've 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 been closely watching the the hundred day in 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 some of my research that goes way back says you want to watch the hundred day to really get your your caution your uh, to be real cautious and you're right around that in the S and P. The two hundred day is right at two twenty thirteen and right now we're at twenty sixty six. I think. I personally think if 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 it breaks under the 200-day average again on the S&P 500, you want to get out of this market as much as possible, really get your guard up. And where would I find that online? How could I find, you know, something that attracts, you know, that I could get the 200-day average? Uh, Cuz stock- I googled that and that I didn't come up with anything. Yeah, stockcharts.com. Stockcharts.com. Okay. Yeah, and Kathy, one other interesting thing. I came across a, a thing a, a couple of weeks ago from Paul Tudor Jones and come up, he he's a very famous trader. In uh, in a hedge fund uh, person, but he very very well respected. He one of his comments it was was something along the lines is you don't want to be in an investment that's under the two hundred day moving average. And I tell you what, if you take a look at some of the old stocks, you'll kind of see 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 what that means. Once something goes under their two hundred day moving average, you want to have your guard up. Now, if you look, if you really believe in it, you can hold it through that. And I I don't think that's a hard and fast rule, but I think it, it, it's a real warning flag. And if you go to stockcharts.com, you can use it. You, it the 200-day average should be there. It's a red line, and that's what you want to watch. And interestingly, uh, we did. I've done some work in the past 
on some of the big declines. And, and, and when it goes underneath the 100, you have to watch it. Usually bounces above the 100, goes back under the 100. Then if it starts crashing to the 200, you've got to be very careful. And that's something we're watching really closely right now. Great. Thanks, Ted. That's excellent advice. Okay. Thank you, Kathy. And that was a call from Kathy on the 200-day moving average. And what the 200-day moving average is, is for our listeners, is this is, is it's an average of the stock price over 200 days. And once it goes over a longer, the nice thing about the 200 day is it tends to be a longer term average, which means whatever time it goes under it, it you, you tend to be looking at potential bigger moves. Uh, Pete, some people look at the 50 day, but that's more for trading. The 200 day is often a, a sign for investors to use a little bit more caution. So something to think about. The phone number here is 339 339- 713-339-1070. It's 1070 because this is 1070 KNTH. So if you have any trouble remembering, there you go. Uh, the I wanted to touch base on a couple things. Uh, we, we've got uh, the job numbers came out for, for March. They were looking for about 180-something thousand jobs, depending on who you talk to. They came in at 126,000. Really, that's a pretty bad number, and, and it was really shocking <coughs> that this happened. Uh, CNBC has been laying the groundwork for the last three months how the economy is recovering and everything is good, and, 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 and the Obama administration has been spinning that this is you know the, the economy's in the way. And we've been saying in our max out savings reports, we felt like the economy was slowing here. We said, look at oil prices, look at retail sales. We've been talking about it on the max out savings report on the max out savings show saying, look, We've been kind of warning you that we're really seeing some some warning signs that we believe the economy is slowing. It was one of the look the, the big themes we're looking for 2015 have been oil prices, declining oil prices, and deflation, a slowing economy, a higher dollar. Those have been the the bigger ones that we've really been looking at, and so it's something I think we want to watch. And, and so I think this is the big change coming up now. Let's take a call from Carl here. Hello, Carl. How are you doing? Fine, Ted. You were talking about biochemical stocks, and I'm wondering yeah, if biotech be, stocks, biotech, biotech. Yeah, well, I'm wondering if you should, if we should be looking at the that the uh, the de- diseases that um, these uh, companies are trying to target. In other words, would it is a is a would, would the aging of the population? Should we be looking for companies? I know you said that, that you think their their time has come and gone, but should we be looking for companies that say are doing Alzheimer's research or things that affect the the boober generation that's getting older and, and, and still has that same size? Or is there something, that, some other area of, of medicine that, uh, that would be better for these places, pieces, uh, these companies to target? Uh, yeah, that, that's a good question. I, I, th- I think the, where they've really been having problems, uh, Gilead has skyrocketed because they had a drug that, that has come up that, that is very effective of eliminating hepatitis, which is a I mean, not just in a lot. The problem with a lot of these drugs is it's a cancer drug. And so this great new cancer drug comes out. You live five months longer. Well, five months longer, you know, that's not the greatest deal. But if you can eliminate something, that's a big deal. And so what you want to do, in my opinion, on these is you want to try to find the drugs that are genuinely eliminating the disease or making huge changes. And, and what, what, I, what I fear about the biotechs is they've had a massive run over the last three years. Uh, and and I think a, a couple things happen. Typically, these drugs all look good in first in phase two, and then they, a bigger phase they start having more problems. When you put it in maybe four hundred or five hundred, a thousand people, you start seeing the problems come out, and, and then in the, and it's hard for them to get to phase three. And what I fear is a lot of these already pricing in successful phase three trials, which I'm not sure they're going to get. And the second thing is. There's so much hot money in the sector right now, they're just too expensive. And I think if all these drugs hit their drugs, get their drugs, I think it's going to be such a demand on the, on the, 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 on, on the, the, the medical cost structure that they're going to start reining in, and they're not going to get the $1,000. Uh, Gilead thought they were going to get, what was it, $1,000 a pill or something like that, and, and, and now they've been reined into less than that, and I think there's going to be additional pressure on all these companies because because the government is not going to sit there, nor are people going to sit there and pay massive increases in health care costs, which are already straining most family budgets to pay for all these drugs. And so 
I don't think they're all going to get the price. Even if it works, they're not all going to get their pricing. I think you get a big correction in the biotech sector. Then when you get the correction, then you wade in and look for the good ones. Are the American companies still leading the way, or are there European companies that are that you know, Some are, of the European companies, but it's really the American companies. I mean, they're really the big leaders in the whole sector, without and, a doubt. And, and the impact of, of, of socialized medicine in Europe, does that affect the fact that these drugs might be available at a lower cost to, to those consumers or those patients? Or well, is yeah, that even a fact? Well, yeah, typically, I mean— they get high cost over here, and then they, they get less in Europe, and they get even less in third-world countries because people just can't afford to pay it. The problem is we're at the outer limit of what we can afford to pay for drugs now. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So uh, wait for the big correction, then go back into the biotech sector. Thanks. That's Carl with a good question about biotech. Biotech's the hottest sector out there right now. And uh, the, the other bubble <coughs> the other bubble out there is, is uh, interestingly, is private equity. And and because uh, one thing to understand about this bull market, one thing that's very unique is this is not a big bull. This is a this is a bull market. It's done well. It's done. Frankly, it's done better than I thought it would have done. Uh, you know, based on just massive amounts of Federal Reserve money that I didn't think was even possible, theoretically possible, but they managed to do it. But but and there will be a bad end to this. But one of the things to understand is. This is not – if you look at 1929, the public was in it. The shoeshine boy was giving out stock tips. If you go back to 1999, the, uh, the public was in it. Everyone was buying Lucent. They were all buying – they were buying Cisco, Yahoo. Everyone was going back and forth day trading. It was a lot of fun. Uh, if you look at, at uh, 2007, it was really – they were in mutual funds and ETFs were starting to take off. And the, four, it was, the public was participating in that type of thing in, in 401Ks. Uh, but the public was investing their own money as well and doing well. The, the, the public isn't in this market. The public's been a net seller this so far this year. This is all about institute. This is an institutionalized bull market, and and by that I mean this mar- bull market is being driven up. This is this is something to understand. This market is not being driven up by the public investing money. This market is being dr- driven up by corporations taking advantage of record low interest rates. But put forth by the Federal Reserve, and they the the corporations figured, look, we don't have to invest in plant and equipment. If we don't invest in plant and equipment, if we don't hire people, if we don't give raises, we can use our cash flow to buy back stock, and earnings grow go up even more. And so what what happens is that lets that lets uh, so they're buying back stock, and then they're taking on additional debt to buy back stock. And in the private equity market. It's 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 private equity guys are buying into into billion dollar corporations in the private equity, and none of them want to go public because they have to do they have to deal with Sarbanes Oxley and all types of other problems, and they can get as much money as they want in the private market now that they don't need they don't need the public markets, and so you're seeing things like Uber at multi ten billion dollar valuations. You're seeing numerous billion-dollar companies, and there's huge amounts of, of pension fund money pouring into the sector and overvaluing that. Those are the two biggest bu- uh, bubbles out there right now is corporate stock buybacks and, and, and pension money, and the two biggest, hottest sectors are private equity right now and biotechnology. But uh, let, let, let me get back to the, these job numbers. And so the spin has been, in the, in the jobs market, the spin has really been, look, uh, the 2015, we're turning the corner. We're looking at 4% growth. We've had good growth for the in, in the in the in the, the third quarter and the fourth quarter. It's really going to take off, and this economy is going to accelerate. And we we said no. We wrote in our max out savings report, no, this isn't going to happen. You're not going to see this happen. We have global deflation. We have a, a global slowdown. We have a stronger dollar, and, and that's all hurting, going to be hurting the U.S. economy. And and we in in the oil business, what we said is, look. I've seen numbers, 40% of the jobs that were created have come out of Texas since this recovery in 2008. That's been the oil sector. And we're saying, look, people don't understand the economy like it once was. Things have fundamentally changed. But CNBC kept saying, oh, no, it's going. The economy's booming. This is exciting. And and if you look at retail sales were poor, then they blamed it on the weather. And we're like, there was no weather in, in January, but they were still bad. Then they... And then the, the industrial production numbers started dropping, ISM manufacturing dropping, and, and yet 
CNBC, the Obama administration, oh, things are booming. It's starting to turn. And we kept saying, what, well, this jobs number at 100, 126,000 was disastrous. And, and what we're going to see happening now is and, – and, and so they wanted you to think it was all getting better. And what we're trying to tell you is, no, it's not getting better. They pushed the market up because they're hoping things are going to catch fire like they've been hoping for five years. And we're increasingly getting a stock market that's dangerously overvalued versus an economy that's starting to slow down. And that's not a good sign. That's really when you want to have your guard up in this world today and in, 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 in to protect yourself. And, and so I think that's that's what you're seeing is, is – is the illusion that the media has created that things are going great out there or is reality starting to set in the world? And I think we're starting to see reality come in, in, in the world. And the, this number was, was quite a bit of shock to people. And remember, we've got earnings season coming out uh, next quarter. I mean, next next week, Alcoa starts it out. Well, I think you're going to see a number of things. I think you're going to see a lot of people missing on earnings, and then I think you're going to see a lot of people warning. The economy in the United States is slowing. We just saw it in the job numbers. And by the way, the January and February numbers were both reduced. They knocked 70,000, nearly 70,000 jobs off uh, those months combined. So it's slower than people thought. And, and again, if you can kind of manipulate the number higher, you can make people think everyone's hiring and hoping everyone's going to hire. But it's not happening. And, and so what you're seeing is you're seeing this slowdown. Well, a couple things. The old business is slowing down dramatically. That's been the big driver for hiring across the country. What we've been talking about on this show and in the Max Out Save Report is, look, people do not understand what a massive driver oil and gas has been for the economy since 2008. And uh and, and so, and and they also they don't understand that that forty percent of the jobs, a forty percent of the revenue from big S and P five hundred comes from overseas. The the dollar at one point was up thirteen percent over the euro, which means euro dropped thirteen percent, which means their earnings aren't coming in from Europe, from Brazil, from other Russia and other places around the world. So you're going to see earnings shortfalls starting to come in. So what you what you should do a couple things. I think you really should have your defensive up in this market. I th- I think you really should have a defensive plan put in p- place. Uh, and uh, the you know I, we've sort of been saying this, but I, I really think this is going to happen. And I think when it happens, it's going to be reasonably quick. I mean, things just aren't good out there. I mean, it, it, we've been living in the matrix where. The media has spun this view that everything is good out there while it's all crumbling, and now people are starting to see the truth out there. And so now is when you want to have your guard up. If you need some help, you can come talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors. If you're, if you're changing jobs, if you're coming up for retirement, that's what we do. We, we help people invest. We're value investors in, in the stock and bond market. And we'll put together a portfolio of stocks and bonds that has we're that has a, a defensive plan in place to protect against massive declines in, in the in the stock market. We've done this for a number of years, and we're very comfortable in very tough markets. And most people aren't do aren't aren't able to do that. A lot of people just stick money in ETFs and just let it ride. And, and you know, when this comes to an end, it's going to hit pretty hard. And so, I think you have to have a plan in place. So if you need some help, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. MaxOutSavings.com. You can schedule an appointment with with me, and I will show you how how we we invest in in, in some of the strategies we, we use to protect your assets. We we typically invest in the stock and bond markets and put together kind of a broad based portfolio. Right now, we are very defensive uh, uh, on the investment markets, and and I think given the world we live in, I, th- I think that's the proper place to be. Uh, let, let let me point something out. People aren't investing in four different countries in Europe for three years at negative interest rates because they think things are so good out there. Why are people so frightened that they're willing to take close to zero on interest rates and returns? What are they worried about and what should you be worried about? And I think that's one of the real keys. If Germany has, or Germany, actually Europe has the lowest rates since the Black Plague, the lowest interest rates, maybe there's a reason for that and maybe things aren't quite as good as they say on CNBC or at the White House. Something to think about. Now, we're coming up here on a quick break. It'll be right back, but if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, or you can give us a call right now. I'll be happy to take your call, 
313-937-1070. We'll be talking about oil after this quick break and, and what's going on there. A lot of things happening in the markets. We'll be right back on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. We've seen a lot of volatility in the financial markets recently. Do you have a plan in place to protect your retirement? Max Out Savings can lead you through these troubling times so you can enjoy your retirement. Retirement should be a time to follow your dreams, not to worry about your investments. Let Max Out Savings be your retirement partner. Set up an appointment with us at MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Or call us at 713-627-0400. That's 713-627-0400. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for the townhall.com weekend journal. An uproar over an Indiana religious freedom law continues and Republicans and other states are scrambling to appease critics. Is discrimination happening? We'll hear from former Governor Jeb Bush. Once the facts are established, people aren't going to see this as discriminatory at all. What's going on? It seems more like an inevitable collision of two forces. What's going on here is that a lot of uh, liberals who once joined in a broad-based coalition to support religious freedom are abandoning it in the name of a cultural victory for the gay rights movement. Meanwhile, because of events in Switzerland, the president announces in America the framework for a deal with Iran. Which, if fully implemented, will prevent it from obtaining a nuclear weapon. We'll hear from Michael Rubin. All this and more, don't miss it. Fast, engaging, insightful. The townhall.com weekend journal. The townhall.com weekend journal. The townhall.com weekend journal. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The answer. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, we're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 right here on the Max Out Savings Show. We'll get your questions answered and uh, they, and, and sort of uh, go from there. Uh, I wanted to touch base on, on a couple things in here uh, overall. The, you know... It, since it's the Easter season in here, I, I, I do want to just touch base on uh, this attack by this Muslim terrorist rebels from Somalia that killed almost 150 Christians during the, the Easter season. I, this is something that uh, it, it just seems to be getting worse and worse out there, that Christians are are coming under attack by Muslims. And, and the religion of peace, to me, is starting to look like a, a religion of hatred against Christians uh, it's unacceptable, and we shouldn't we shouldn't accept it. And if we meet our Muslim friends, we should ask them about it and, and let them explain why this is happening. And they need to be condemning it. And and if a Muslim doesn't c- condemn that stuff, then that means that they are they agree with with terrorism against Christians. And quite frankly, they should be expelled from the United States. That's just my opinion, but. This isn't going to get any better. It's going to get worse, and we should not tolerate our fellow Christians around the world in the body of Christ being attacked by Muslims in the name of Allah, who evidently seems to be pretty anti-Christian. Uh, enough on that. Now uh, we'll go back over. Uh, you know, I, I wanted a couple things I want to talk about. If you got any questions or comments, give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. That's seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. As I'm choking here. Uh, oh, I mean, I want I want to touch base on oil. Look, a, a, a big thing happened this week with with the uh, the president's uh, settlement with Iran over the uh, the nuclear. Uh, issue over there. I'm not sure exactly 
what's going to happen on that. But uh, as near as I can see that we've agreed to let them continue their nuclear program, they just can't build a bomb, and uh, which is real suspect to me. Uh, but there's another component to that, which is taking the sanctions off. And this has this has big uh, implications for Houston, Texas. And you say, Ted, what does Iran have to do with Houston, Texas? I will tell you. Uh, Iran probably has, uh, uh, I, I want to say it's somewhere around uh, 9% of the world's oil reserves. And it, 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 is, it, it has a tremendous uh, amount of oil. And their oil, they were producing years ago about two and a half million a day, but they've been, we put them under sanctions because they're working on building a bomb, plus they're involved in terrorism all over the world. And uh, they're, they're heavily involved in Syria. They're heavily involved in Iraq. Uh, they, they, they're taking over southern Iraq. They seem to be moving into, uh, into Yemen and, and taking that over there uh, or backing their rebels. And they're causing problems around the world. But Obama appears to be wanting to cut a deal with them. And the, the problem is, is they're giving up evidently a, few, a little bit of their nuclear program. We're giving up the sanctions, which means they can— now import, they can export oil, and they can also import products to increase their oil production, and and that could, that I think could generate uh, an additional billion, a million to a million and a half barrels of oil. Deutsche Bank says the outside case is a million and a half barrels of extra oil coming in the market every day. So it could be a million to a million and a half additional oil coming in the market. So the big hope is 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 that the shale oil is going to drop off and and oil prices are going to run up. Well, if in if in ninety days the uh, the Iranians come on and start producing an extra million barrels of oil, that's going to be more oil on the market. And remember, Iraq Iraq's oil production's up fifteen percent here recently, and they're producing at a record amount in in Iraq. And and so we still have more oil coming on the market. And so this is going to result on at best case. Oil certainly not running up to $100 a barrel anytime soon, and it could keep oil down much longer than people think, which is not good for Houston, Texas, since Houston is really the energy, oil, and gas capital of the world. And typically, anyone involved in the energy in oil and gas comes through Houston in one form or another. Uh, and so that 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 means there's going to be more oil, and that's going to be a lower price. And so I think this is something we want to see. Now, a couple of things coming up. We were talking earlier on the show about about the, uh, the the earnings coming out for the first quarter. And first quarter earnings are starting are going to start coming out next week. Uh, a, a couple of things are happening here. You're going to see some of the banks are going to start looking at credit lines that they've extended, particularly to the small and mid-sized oil companies, and they're going to start cutting back. There, those credit lines, and and one of the things that worries me is I'm hearing a lot of people in the oil and gas industry. They're becoming a little bit confused when I hear they have a liquidity of a billion dollars. Oftentimes they'll have a hundred thousand dollars in in the bank in cash, and they'll have a nine hundred thousand dollar nine hundred million. Uh, what did I say? Uh, if they have a billion in cash, they've got a nine hundred billion dollar million dollar line of credit. Well, a line of credit <laughs> is not cash. It's that's borrowing capacity. That is not cash, and it's technically not liquidity because the bank can cut that liquidity, and then all of a sudden you don't have that. And so, if, if I've got if I've got a hundred million dollars of cash in the bank. That's $100 million of cash in the bank. If I've got a $100 million line of credit and $100 million, I can technically borrow and get my cash. But if the bank picks the phone up and say, look, we're reducing your line of credit to $50 million, all of a sudden I don't have that. And, and I think this is something we have to be real careful because a lot of these corporate executives are confusing cash or working capital, which is your receivables versus your uh, payables uh, in cash versus a line of credit. And they're two very different things. Now, when oil was at $100, these a lot of these people got a $100 million line of credit. When oil's at $50 million, that, that $50 a barrel, that line of credit might be cut to $50 million. This is something you're going to see here coming up, and this is going to force a lot of companies to either small to mid-sized oil companies either issue issue debt or issue equity to try to try to stabilize their balance sheet or to sell out the company. And so 
this is you're going to see this coming up in 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 the quarter. And and the second thing is there's going to be write offs coming up. Uh, the SEC regulations for uh, for, for your uh, oil in the ground, your assets, your value is based on a on a monthly a 12 month rolling price target. In last year, I think we said 10 of the 12 months were over $85. Well, now you're starting to see those numbers rapidly. They're going from 85, 100 to 85 in January and February down to 50 or 45. That's a huge drop. And so you, these guys are going to have to start talking about write-offs and writing, writing off their oil and gas reserves. That's going to hit in the first quarter earnings. So we're not looking for real positive th- numbers to come out of the oil and gas sector. The, the numbers might be good, but even then, if, if the company reports good earnings, they could say a couple things. We're going to have to have a write-off. Our hedges are dropping off, to, or they could warn on production. And so you're going to see all three of those start to coming in. And, and it's going to be a lot of – I think you're going to see a lot of uh, sort of confusion up and down in the oil and gas sector coming in during this earnings season. So, something to watch and, and see what's going. But it's not helping us out that – that the Iranian deals could put another million barrels a day or more on the market. Uh, this is not the best time for that to happen. So uh, we're still cautious in the oil and gas sector. We've been for probably the last, uh, you know, since late last year, we've been very cautious. Uh, we really don't have, We I think we got a very small position in a couple of uh, one oil company stock in our portfolios. But really, we, we really have pulled away from the sector uh, until we see some of this stuff shake out. So something to think about here in Houston, Texas. I don't think oil prices are going to collapse to ten, twenty dollars, but you could see them go a little lower. I don't. I, I'm just not one of these people looking for eighty-five to a hundred dollar oil by year, and I, I just think that's, you know, it's starting to look like fantasy unless there's a, a war, which I just don't see happening near term, longer term, yeah. But so, so remember, take a look at your portfolios and, and manage the risk in the oil and gas sector. Now, if you've got any questions or comments, this is a live show seven one three. Three three nine ten seventy right here on the Max Out Savings Show. That's seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. And the we a couple we're starting. I think you're going to now. Here's the sort of the positive in the oil and gas sector is you've seen rig count drop about forty percent, thirty five, forty percent. I think it goes lower, but I it's been dropping for uh, about five months now. You should start seeing a drop in production coming out of the, out of the shale fields, and, and so that could put somewhat of a of of a of a floor underneath the market, and that's someone we have to kind of watch. I, you know, I, I think the market's genuinely spooked about Iran now, but and and the other negative for oil is is we've seen the storage numbers keep moving up, as we're putting more and more oil into storage, which which is simply means. If you're putting oil in storage, that simply means you're producing more oil than you're using. And so this is this is going to kind of continue to sort of work through the system, and I think we want to be cautious here. Uh, coming up on the end of the show, a couple of things I want to talk about. We were talking earlier about the, the economic numbers. We've been talking about these numbers. We've been saying the economy is not coming back, and you have to be much more cautious than, than people think. In the world that we view is is really we see a world of of deflation out there right now it's not just oil it's it's natural gas it's iron ore it's it's commodities in general are all declining around the world china is slowing down china is, is the number one user of commodity china uses over 30% of the world's aluminum copper cement iron ore steel in a number of other commodities, and that that is that, that is an economy that is slowing down, and this it, and it is slowing down more than people think. It is the biggest real estate bubble the world's ever seen. It, if you really want to look at bubbles, the real estate bubble in China is pretty equivalent to the tulip bubble from from Holland. I think it, in actual sheer size, we had a, a ridiculous real estate bubble here. They had a ridiculous real estate bubble in Japan, but but China is basically five or six Japans put together, and and so. It's starting to all kind of unwind, and and you have a slowdown in Europe. You have negative interest rates in Europe. Look, you wouldn't have negative interest rates in Europe if the economy was good. That's the thing to, th- and this is what you have to understand: interest rates wouldn't be at the lowest level since the Black Plague. 
I didn't even know they had. I didn't even know they had records back then. That's how. In, in, and so something. In, why there's two trillion dollars worth of bonds out there that have negative interest rates. If people are taking negative rates, that means the smart money is worried about something, and that's why you need to be have a very cautious attitude in a defensive mode in your portfolios. And so if you need some help on this, this, I'll be happy to sit down with you. You can set an appointment with us at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're, we're value investors in the stock and bond market, and we can roll over your 401k to us. If you're retiring or leaving the company, you can roll it over and we will manage it for you. Uh, we're value investors in the stock and bond market. And by that, I mean, what we do is we try to find value. That's what, that's what well, everyone knows Warren Buffett, but uh, Graham and Dodd originally were the original value investors, Leon Levy. We studied under a lot of those people. We know what, how they did things, and we, we try to match what they're doing. And it's simply trying to find value in the market, trying to find good returns at a reasonable price. And so if you need some help, you can go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and we'll show you how to do it. it the difference from us and most people is we ha- we have, we're very defensive and we do a lot of risk management, understanding the risk in these markets and try to, to manage for them. And I think there's a lot of risk in the market now. So if you need some help, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Now, I wanted to just touch base. Earlier, we talked a little bit about common 401k mistakes. And, and a, a couple of them we talked about is not having a defensive plan in place for the market. The futures were down 200 points on Friday, even though the market wasn't open, and, and things are starting to change. So you need to have a defensive plan. And other ones is if you're if you if you leave a company, you have five things to, that you can do with your plan. You can move it to your new company. You can take the cash out. You're going to get stuck with taxes plus a 10% penalty. You can annuitize it for your retirement. Generally, that's not the best idea. Uh, you can do nothing and leave it there, and that's usually people don't even have it managed anymore. They just leave it and ignore it like it was never there. Or you can roll it over into an IRA rollover, which is an account that you can manage yourself or you can have us manage it and and then get your get your retirement under your control. So that's usually the best thing. So if you need some help, you know, we can do that, but we're going to be sending out this report this week on common 401k mistakes. Uh, and you can get the the max out savings report by going to maxoutsavings.com. And look, we put all types of good information in these reports. Tax changes, our outlooks for the market. Back in 2007, we wrote in the max out savings report that investment banks were going to fail. And we, we laid out their balance sheets and explained why. Nobody else did that. We've had top Wall Street strategists get our free report. So if you'd like a copy of the report, go to maxoutsavings.com. We'll put you on the list. It's all free. And you can also sign up for a free appointment. Well, I hope everyone has a great Easter weekend. And remember the motto of the Max Out Savings Show. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Thank you. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.